I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. One stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where Aiden eats a thing of Captain D's before we record. Yeah, I don't know what that Sorry. is. I've never heard of it. It's before. a seafood place. It's like Long John Silver's. Oh. It's the alternative, if you will. Okay. It's fine. The fish is okay. I was a little less impressed with their uh, shrimp. Shrimp was was not on point. I am uh, Some of them were missing tails. And uh, the shrimp themselves, they were fried, which is like okay. But I, I'm one of those weird people who like them cold for the most part. That's fair. I don't like... I don't like hot shrimp a whole lot of the time, so that may have been my issue. But, uh, yeah. Would not recommend. <laughs> Would not recommend. <laughs> Would not recommend. Last time I had Long John Silver's, their food is just so fucking salty Yeah, that it was it was kind of hard to eat. The The only cool thing about Captain D's, in my opinion, was they had a cheesecake. You could order cheesecake. And I'm, like, oh. a pretty big fan of cheesecake, but you can't get it anywhere, fast food-wise. Unless you, like, go to the grocery store or whatever and get it that way. But, like, no. Fucking Captain D's, you can just order cheesecake. It's kind of dope. That's kind of epic. It's kind of epic. Cool. For sure. Well, um... What are we talking about today, Zach? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about <laughs> versatility on YouTube. Wow. So... I would, exp- I would explain what that means, but... Like, YouTube, if you're a YouTuber and you make YouTube videos... Usually have to wear a lot of hats. You are, you are on camera, you're editing, you're writing, you know, you're doing all these different things. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how there's a lot to being on YouTube, how it's not just one single thing, and how there's a specific mindset that you have to have surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to do for sure. And uh, tackling it all and learning those skills is a huge part of the, part of the job. This is true. But we'll be talking about that bad boy later. But first, Yo. what did you think I was gonna say? First, it's our week on YouTube trademark. Well, you're wrong. Okay? <gasps> what do you do? You think we're predictable? You think we just do the same thing every time on this podcast? Wrong. We're changing it up. That's right. We're actually reading at hashtag sponsor. We're section. We've, we've got a sponsor, everybody. Kind of. I've never, I've never done one of these before, so I'm pretty nervous, <laughs> actually, okay. about it. Uh, but we'll go ahead and try it. Our sponsor today, ladies and gentlemen, is the lovely people at the Awesome Creator Academy with the YouTube Starter Kit. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit for a low, low price of $99? You get over $1,500 of value. And dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, end cards, lower thirds, to royalty-free and background music, fonts, and more. Pay one price and have unlimited, that's a lot of, no limits, unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes, and in doing so, you'll be supporting the good boys here at another YouTube podcast. This is true. But, of course, if you don't have $100 but you still want to support the podcast financially, you can still become a supporter on Anchor. Anchor.fm slash another-youtube-podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month. We'll even read your name on the podcast. We've done it before. Um, So definitely hit that up if you're interested. 
while we do want to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it will be to maintain a consistent schedule. Because uh, we're the masters of consistency. That's uh, right. Your, fin- your financial support just helps that a ton. But thank you to the lovely people at Awesome Creator Academy. And uh, with all that being said, let's go ahead and hop into our week on YouTube. Oh, everybody's favorite segment. Yo, actually. Yes. I do have one other housekeeping thing. Um, oh, another one? We have an official email um, now. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. I forgot about another this. Another YT <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. I uh, was going to get another YouTube podcast, but somebody already has it. <laughs> Beautiful. So, another YT podcast at gmail.com. So, please send us topics, suggestions, questions, comments, etc., etc. Anything that you want us to talk about on the show, uh, you can send it there, or you can always comment in the on the youtube channel or use the anchor call in or whatever we'll uh, however you want to do it basically the, the main idea was we were just tired of using zach's email and uh Nobody was now using we have it an anyways. official one so now we have an official one it's a little easier to remember for the podcast yeah. now you can write it down put it wherever write your questions however you want to do it or just again like zach said comment on youtube and all the other podcast platforms but thank you for bringing that up, actually, because I forgot about it. Yeah, boy. But now, yeah. <laughs> let's get into everybody's for favorite real. segment. <laughs> for real, for real. This has been interrupted twice. But this time, we're actually going to talk about <clears throat> your week on YouTube trademark. Heck yeah. I Beautiful. think. So, first off, it's been like a month since we last recorded. <laughs> but... Here's the positive. Did you say that at the start of every, every episode? Of every podcast. But <laughs> even if it hadn't been a month. Here's the positive <laughs> thing. Uh this yeah. this is Friday. Sunday we have episode 40 coming out, and then next Sunday is when this episode comes out. Which means we're officially a week ahead, but we have episodes coming out. So it's like it's like the good mm-hmm. old days. Which is really cool. And comments to read, too. With comments nice. to read? I'm hype. I don't know if you are, but I'm hype. Uh, by the way, too, with episode 40 in particular, I hope you guys like that. I mean, I know at the time of recording this, y'all hadn't heard it yet, but like by the time this is out, you'll will have heard it. Uh, that episode was a lot of both of us to record, and we'll probably even be more so on Saxon <laughs> editing it. Yeah. So uh, more than more than the regular episodes, if you haven't checked out episode 40, I highly recommend it. That was a lot from both of us, and we uh, did it for you all. Thought you thought you would enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm, I'm super excited to hear back on the comments from that episode in particular. Me too. So, Me too. Yeah. But now that we've interrupted the segment for the third time now, <laughs> let us finally get into <laughs> your week on YouTube trademark. For real, for real. For real, for real. Do you want for to start real. this one or do you want me to? For real. Whose turn is it? We, we were keeping track of turns. I think it's your turn, I've, but I don't remember. I've lost it. I think it's your turn. I think it's your turn. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to start. So. (laughs) I'll start. I'll start. Okay. Okay. So. (laughs) So. So. Uh, Yeah. Uh, August. August was a wild month for me. uh, Production wise of getting stuff out there of uploading things. And uh, September already is starting to look like that, even though I don't have anything out. I have a lot of projects that are in the works right now, and a good portion of them, almost all of them, are about 50% or more done. That's awesome. Uh, 
But because my internet is trash, they're all probably going to come out later than expected. Because I can't upload on weekends, and really the only time I have to do that is at my mom's work, which is a weekday, and then I waste that whole weekday uploading stuff and then finally get back. It's a, it's a huge mess. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> yeah. But August August had a lot of stuff. Whether we're talking about the Lions Honor Gaming channel, where I got an entire old worldwide meme Kirby Dreamland three series edited, uploaded, thumbnails, all that sort of stuff figured out and done. Um, or if we're talking about monthly battling, which finally had all the season three videos uploaded, including bonus content featuring every single battle from the monthly battle league recorded and uploaded on YouTube. That way, there's sort of a backup for all of them in case the showdown replays go down, which they have before. So that was a bit of a future-proofing on my end. Um, for sure. Aiden on Anchor had like three episodes in August. It already has one out for this month in September, one that I'm really proud of. I like that episode uh, a lot. Really? Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like it too. I forgot um, to tell you, but yeah, I listened to it a couple nights ago, and it was good. It was really, really good. It was hype. Hi, I don't I don't usually record them in the afternoon, but that one was like, yo, I got a lot to talk about. So that shit hype. Uh some of that stuff in that episode actually we'll probably talk about in this section, but I'll save that for later. Um for sure. and then as far as Blue Catch Productions is concerned, uh I got the Star Fox Zero episode out of Back to the Video Games, one that I've talked about with Zach doing for a while now. Mm-hmm. Star Fox Zero kind of got onto the lineup pretty quickly once I bought it. Uh, because it was a, I had already mentioned it in the Starlink episode, if you recall, and then when I got it for pretty cheap, I'm like, yo, I should cover this game on Back to the Video Games. And I finally did, and toward the end of the month, I had uh, got it out with a pretty kick-ass thumbnail, IMO, one of my better ones. It's just Fox's face and the logo, but it looks so nice. Yeah, I really like it. I'm a big fan. Uh, oh yeah, and I guess I guess we redid all the Back to the Video Games thumbnails again. All game. Uh, the style seems to change like every month. But this one, this one I'm even more happy with than the one previous. So they keep getting better in my opinion. Uh, and a lot of the older ones look pretty good. Zach also helped me out with the Kirby one and the Tech Mobile thumbnail, both of which look so much better now. Uh, but yeah, no, the Star Fox, the Star Fox Zero episode, I just rewatched it like yesterday. Uh, probably one of my favorites, honestly. I thought when I had done it, it was kind of just a middle of the road episode. But after looking back on it, I really do like not only the humor in it, but the pacing in it, the amount of gameplay stuff, the visual gags, the B-roll, and the length of it all, I felt was just kind of like perfect for back to the video game stuff. So I think like it kind of started out being a middle of the road episode for me, but by the time I finished watching it and everything, I was like, this might be one of the one of the best ones, actually. It's I, one I of kinda my had favorite a one eighty on it. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. It's solid. Uh, yeah, and then other projects. Zach was getting the another YouTube podcast stuff out, which is hype. I got a lot of stuff planned for September, like another Lines Honor Gaming series I'm currently working on, uh, recording more of these YouTube podcasts, keeping up with Aiden on Anchor. Uh, oh, yeah, and two Back to the Video Games this month is the plan. I recorded one of them yesterday, uh, so we'll see how long that one takes to produce it's a bit of a shorter topic in a shorter episode but one that i've been meaning to talk about so that'll be coming out soon and that'll be episode nine i believe so we'll have episode nine and ten come out sometime this month uh that's high which is crazy yeah i don't think i've ever i don't think i've done more than one episode a month since like january 
Wow. January had the first January had like the first three episodes. And then every other one, I believe, is like one a month. So yeah. That'll be cool. Um but I think that's about it. The only other thing is the health stuff. But I guess I'll sort of toss it over to you. Because it was a bit of both of us. Yeah. We can talk about that at the thing. end. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But as far as like production and creative stuff, no, it's been really good. I've, I've had one of the most productive periods of Blue Couch Productions and the side project shit of sort of giving each project their own time, working on them, taking good breaks in between and getting a lot done not only content-wise, but also having it be content that I'm that I'm proud of and that I really like. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty been pretty cool for me recently. I think I listed everything. I might have forgot something, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, the websites, the comedy music album. Yeah, that that's shit's right. up and out of there. I don't think we talked about that. Uh, working on the second album now. Zach heard a few tracks. <laughs> some. There's some, there's some, some wild, wild and shit. shit. <laughs> there's some wild and shit. Uh, I, I was thinking about yesterday, like, if people actually hear the second album, <laughs> like, <laughs> how I'm going to be viewed in the future. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it's, 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 it's crazy shit, honestly. It's crazy shit. But uh, yeah, that's been my week on YouTube overall. Good, good last couple of days, honestly. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so last couple of weeks have been super productive as far as my own shit, and it hadn't been like this in a long time. So I'm also really excited about that. Um, I started streaming again. I've gotten uh, my new stream schedule Friday through Sunday uh, has been sticking pretty good. Got six streams out of that, which is really cool. Um, good streams too they're pretty hype yeah they've been really fun I've been doing like shorter games just kind of beating the game in one stream and it's been pretty cool um I've been getting the personal channel back up and running I don't remember if I talked about this on the show or not but I changed my old let's play channel to a personal channel yeah and I started doing some things on it back in like June July uh no I think it was a little bit before that anyways sometime this year I started that channel back up Started doing more topics based on like uh, creative burnout as a freelancer and my trip to Japan two years later. And just kind of like more personal topics and stuff. Moved all the old Ask Zacks over there and uh, started attaching part of it to my Patreon page where I do these shorter videos where I talk about a topic that people suggest as the $3 tier. Um, and those have been pretty fun to get back into because I've put out nine videos on that channel in the past two weeks and that's pretty cool. I'm such a, I'm such a fan of really like small micro content like that Mm -hmm. where the basic idea is you get a microphone, you get your webcam and you just sit in front of the camera and you talk for like five, seven minutes, make a little snazzy thumbnail and then upload it in like an hour and then you're like done for the day, right? Yeah, it's um, it's really fun to do, and it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. <laughs> I, I agree. I did that. I did that a lot on on early Blue Catch Productions with the midnight vlog type stuff. Yeah. So it's been really cool to see you tackle not just video game stuff, but just like just whack ass weird shit <laughs> on the daily. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna get from that channel, uh, but I'm always surprised when I see it. 
Yeah, I don't know what you're going to get from that channel every day, but like I've, I've been like coming up with some wild stuff. I have a lot of pre-planned content on there already. Um, I'm starting the Music Monday thing over there. Originally, that was going to be on Your Everyday Nerd, but it's going to be on that channel now. Um, I did a video about Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> yeah. And that one was really fun and uh, really funny to, to do. So, yeah, it's been really it's cool funny. to do that. Um, but I also brought back Your Everyday Nerd Season 2. Whoa. I um, had this planned back in, like, July. <laughs> and now it's September. <laughs> so, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> um, I've gotten... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. I'm glad that people um, already the first couple episodes that are out and I've got a new episode well. coming out today. They're doing well and it's it's pretty cool. Um, I did an episode on Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. <laughs> and With a pretty awesome thumbnail. thumbnail. I love that thumbnail. And then <laughs> um, I did an episode on Minecraft because it's really popular and uh, I like that episode a lot too. Can I tell you? Yeah. Uh, I was... <laughs> Zach had asked me what I thought of the Minecraft episode before we started recording. I'm like, I'll save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I think like in the history of your everyday nerd, like of all the episodes, yeah, that Minecraft one for me, and it's only been like a day or so, is already I think in like the top ten. I think so too, honestly. And you know why? It wasn't the gags. It wasn't the gameplay. It wasn't the normal like review commentary stuff that you usually do for games like this. Mm-hmm. It was the whole the whole storytelling aspect to it. Where, like <laughs> we get this story of Zach not playing Minecraft, and then we follow you and sort of you document the first early baby steps. <laughs> yeah, which I had no idea you were recording by the way until after I saw the episode. I'm like, he recorded that fucking pumpkin house and all this shit. So, <laughs> not really. You did. You cheated. Ooh, I didn't record that. So I hit up Jay. What was it? Wednesday, and I was like, "Yo, can you record a thing for me for for a Minecraft video?" He was like, "Sure." And so I like I told him, I said, "I'm gonna rebuild the pumpkin house, and I need you to uh, to make me do this thing that happened the first time I played it." So that dialogue we hear in the video is all made up. For it's that. all made up for that, yeah. But it sounds pretty wow. realistic. I had no idea. I was yeah. fooled. Yeah. I was fooled. Incredibly. But no, like the the whole the whole storytelling aspect of it, it's like it it became less a Minecraft review and more of just like your experiences with the game and the stories you told about it. I just thought were like and I knew all of them, right? Because I was there for a lot of them, but it was just fascinating right. how you paced that part of the episode and then once it got into the review stuff like of course that that part was good as well but that like the beginning of the video the whole storytelling part i, I loved all that that's cool for sure no i appreciate that i uh i want to go more i'm trying to pick more topics that aren't just hey i watched this movie let me talk about it but more along the lines of i have some kind of investment in this thing let me talk about it mm-hmm. i'm trying to do more of that because like we talked about it before, the show was starting to get a little bit stale with certain episodes, and uh, I, I don't want I don't want that to happen again. And it, inevitably, it probably will with like certain episodes. <laughs> right? come a point. But yeah. like overall, I'm trying to be more mindful about the topics I pick. 
Oh yeah, kind of like the uh, the Stanley episode, another one of my favorites. Where you talk yeah. about uh, Ultimo or whatever. Yeah. Just the whole story part of that episode. It's probably I really like that one as well. So you've done it before, cool. but the Minecraft one I felt was kind of an evolution of that. Yeah, I love that episode. Uh, there's so many like funny moments too. They just kind of go back to back, and it, I think it works pretty well. Oh yeah, cool. I concur. Um, I brought back the Come Up, my personal podcast. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, and putting your everyday nerd on Facebook and on Anchor. That's pretty high. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> what else? I, I feel like that's mainly, oh, actually, there's a couple of other things. Movie Night, a podcast that Aiden J and I did like a year ago. It was like a random episode sitting in my hard drive for forever. I finally was just like, let me just edit this and upload it. Have we, uh, have we ever talked about that podcast on here before? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we like ever have. Maybe? And we might have in like an episode a long time ago, but like, for those who don't know, me, Zach, and Jay did a podcast called Movie Night where we review two movies and typically the later episodes would also have topics that we would discuss in between them. They would go for like a pretty long time. Uh, and it was interesting because it was a lot of films like none of us had seen before. And so you would get reactions, hot takes, memes, all sorts of shit. Um, it was fun to the do. The problem, it was really fun to do. The problem was we couldn't get together to record it and then after we couldn't get together to record it, we also, like, don't get together to watch movies a whole lot of the time, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, it's hard to, to watch two movies to then prepare to be able to record a podcast like that. Um, but for a while, while we did it, like, those six episodes are, are pretty good. Mm -hmm. But they're they're more of a, a standalone thing. I don't have any desire to go back to it <laughs> right now. That's fair. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Not anytime soon, at least. Right. But, uh, but it's funny to do. Episode out. Yeah. It's like a 10 hour a week job almost. Cause you have oh, to watch yeah. some movies, like you said, and then do the recording and then you got to edit and, it. And that was also during that period where you were like making a channel for every podcast. Yeah. And so like we would do all this work, right. And then it would go on a channel with three subscribers and would be lucky to get six or 10 views. Yeah. Except yeah. for weirdly enough, the, the episode about male related movies which fucking went sicko mode, apparently. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. Yeah. Like, I neither of those movies were, like, amazing either. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, that episode hit bank. Yeah, we talked about You've Got Mail and The Post. And um, that video's got 2,000 views. Yeah. For no reason. I don't understand it at all. I, don't, I think it's just because nobody's talked about You've Got Mail on YouTube. It's like one of those niche movies. Like, I could probably do a Your Everyday Nerd on that movie, and it might do well. You could, probably. But I don't know if I want to, so. It's like, okay. It's fine. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. basically. If you want the short review of it, it's fine. Nothing incredible. Yeah. The post was a lot worse, though. I hated that. Yeah. I still don't want to watch that movie ever again. I'm good. No, a year later, A year or two later. Me neither. I'm done. I've seen it twice. I'm done with that film. <laughs> um... Finally, I recorded with Kyle, finally, for the Lions on Gaming. Yeah, stuff. I heard. He was so excited. So, getting that shit back <laughs> together. Hopefully, I'll be recording some Fire Red with Aiden again very soon. Um, yeah. And then I, like, adjusted the Patreon, and I'm, like, trying to um, trying to push that a little bit more, especially with the, the $7 tier now, where originally... For $25, you could suggest a topic for me to talk about on Your Everyday Nerd. 
And Calfro signed up for that one month, and he said he would do it more, but it's like twenty five dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I changed that to seven dollars. So hopefully we'll see some some more people sign up for that. I think it'll be cool to do more topics that people are more invested in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing a little weekly newsletter on Patreon where I talk about literally everything that we talk about on this show every week, but like more in depth of here's the games that I played on Twitch and here are the, like all that kind of stuff. If you, if you would prefer reading it rather than right. the audio format, that right. works. But you only get Zach's side of the story, so. That's my, true. My end, which is what makes this podcast infinitely better. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm That's joking. True. It's a good idea. It's really good. <laughs> Keeps like things it. on track and you kind of can look back and be like, well, I did all this this week. Did all this in a week? That's pretty cool, yeah. Because I feel like with with us and YouTubers especially, like once a project is done, it's a great moment and all, and you like watch the video and it's done, right? But like mm. after that, on on to the next it's thing, right? So you barely, very, mm, you mm-hmm. very rarely have any time to reflect on like what you just made. And so I like newsletters like that where you're able just to sort of write and be like, "Yo, look at all this shit I did this week." Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I'm starting to get back into the. Uh, pushing out a lot of stuff like I did in like 2017. Um, and I'm excited to kind of, kind of do that, put out a lot of different projects, but I feel like one of the reasons I still had some depression back then was I didn't really get to reflect on everything I'd done. So it was always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I think this will be a good way to wrap up a week and be like, all right, cool. I actually did do a lot this week and it shows. Yeah. Because you have something to write about. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Pretty much. Cool. But uh, that's that's the main stuff. Uh, finally, we, we did a little thing um, together. together. That's kind of We filmed epic. the gay porn, everybody. Yeah. yeah right. You can go on Pornhub.com slash your everyday blue couch. If you, yeah. if you subscribe to Zach's $50 Patreon tier, you get first access. 4K. <laughs> 4K file rips. And then, if you pay $100 on the Patreon, you get the Zack Snyder cut of the porn, which is pretty Yes. Epic, it's, pretty it's just awesome, It's just the actually. same video, but with, like, Dutch angles and worse color. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh, my goodness. You maybe get, like, one more exposition scene of, like, explaining the context, but, like, right, no. Right. It really doesn't add a whole lot, I feel. <laughs> exactly. And then there's, like, that one part where I just scream Martha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That just becomes really a sex kinda... noise for for like two seconds. <laughs> My boner kind of deflated at that point, but uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Honestly, go check it out yourself. Yeah. Kind of give us feedback a little bit. But gay porn aside, it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't gay porn. Everybody, don't go look that up. <laughs> Pay me fifty dollars. <laughs> I like how. <laughs> I like how you would do it for fifty dollars without even asking me if I would be okay with it. No, I'll promise just... something like that and not deliver it for fifty dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not doing gay porn for fifty dollars. Oh, all right. You have yeah. a little bit of iron. Fifty million dollars, maybe. <laughs> fifty. Fifty million. We can make a porn empire. I don't know. Like, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Right? Like, who gives a shit about YouTube? <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, no, it's actually cooler than gay porn, believe it or not. I think so. <laughs> me, me and Zach kind of came together uh, to talk about mental health. 
um, which is something that we don't do often at all. Right. So it was this really nice, really nice conversation uh, at good old 5 a.m. in the fucking morning. Super fucking early. We're talking about like all these plans for YouTube and entrepreneurship related shit and all this kind of stuff. And Aiden had basically said, he was like, this sounds really cool, but like, I got to make sure my head's in the right place first. Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, here's a wild 6 a.m. idea. What if, (laughs) what if we worked on our mental health and our regular health together? Yeah. uh, Yeah. We essentially came up with uh, seven, seven little guidelines, if you will, uh, they're all pretty epic. I don't have the list of them in front of me right now. Um, but they're all like were designed to help us sort of get back into a good physical and mental state. And we've been doing it now for shit. Like Two days. four days. Yeah. Three or four days. We started yeah, on the second. Days. Yeah. So I found we're kinda too. we're kinda getting into it now, actually. Just hype. Yeah. You it's pulling it up, I guess. Kinda cool. Yeah, I pulled it up. Okay. Um, I had it on Twitter. Yeah, that's why I pulled it up <laughs> on Twitter, on your Twitter post. But yeah, so uh, you want to go through the rules right quick? Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Oh, okay. I can send it to you. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be epic. Look how professional we are. Yeah, All right. 40, 41 episodes in. I'm like, he could have like, just gone to his own Twitter page and pulled it I up. I could have, but that did not happen. This did Here better than are. the Sans tweet. That's kind of hype. It's kind of hype, actually. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that Sans is in Smash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Queen. It's kind of so hype. hype. Okay. So, we discussed all these plans, and we basically boiled it down to seven specific rules designed to get us in a better, healthy state. The rules are, number one, water only. Number two, bed by 12 a.m. Number three, walk and run slash two days rule. Basically, you can't skip two days is the short Right. Path. Four, meditate at least 10 minutes a day. Five, shower and teeth every day. Six, food journal. Basically, if you eat something, write that shit down. And uh, finally, number seven, stop watching so much gosh dang YouTube. And that one's probably the easiest because there's an app that, that does it for us. So yeah. I ain't even got to count hours down. It's just like after two hours, the app's like, yo, dumbass, fucking get off of YouTube, lol. (laughs) Lol. So, yeah, but uh, all seven of these I think are really cool. Uh, Four days in, and some of them are definitely tougher than others, (laughs) honestly. Definitely. Like, the ones I'm probably having the most trouble with is number one, bed by 12 a.m., right? I I feel like. Yeah, that was always gonna be a struggle with just with the type of shit we do and how active we are on Discord and YouTube and everything. Yeah, uh, there the past several days have actually been me going to bed at twelve a.m., only being able to sleep for a couple hours. I get up at like three or four a.m. I stay up until about one or two p.m. Sleep for three or four more hours, oh, and then go to bed by twelve. Three or four more hours, right? So it was never like a good eight hour sleep. It was always two specific periods of sleep throughout the day, and I was just up and groggy for the rest of it. But last night was finally the night where, even though I had taken a nap for like three or four hours, when I went to bed at twelve a.m., I slept all the way till nine thirty, 
And it, you know what it was that changed it? I fucking, I was doing laundry. And I'm like, yo, let me wash these sheets or whatever. Because it had been like a couple of days. Right. And you know when like you get like fresh new sheets out the dryer? Oh, yeah. And you put it on your bed or whatever? Ugh. Shit feels great. God, I was, I was over it. And that pushed me. That was enough of a push I needed. I slept from 12 a.m. to like 9.30. So <laughs> I slept pretty damn good today. <laughs> Yeah, going to bed at 12 a.m. is the thing that I've, like, fucked up on the most already. And it's, like, mm-hmm. because for a couple of nights, well, first off, we're on a different time zone. We're, like, an hour apart. We are. So, like, we've been in Discord calls a couple of nights, and it's, like, oh, it's almost 12 for me. It's not even close to 11 for you. And it's, like, fuck, I got to go get in bed, but I still got to go shower and, you know, do all this other shit. Um, so that's fucked me up a little bit, but then also like last night I got in the bed at like 1130 and then just couldn't sleep and was up yeah. till two. That was my first night. It was just awful. <laughs> Woke up at 1230 and it's like, I've been waking up a lot later too. Cause I'm just naturally tired all the time anyways. So one of the reasons I was foregoing a sleep schedule for forever is just because, like, I'll sleep when I need to. I'll get up when I need to. That way I can be up for 18 hours, but then I can also sleep for 12 if I need to, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to start setting, like, a solid you need to be awake at this time, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. type thing. Or I'm just going to be in bed for 12 hours, and that's not good for anybody because I got shit to do. <laughs> and no. I had set my alarm to 6 a.m. and was getting up around there for the nights that I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Because uh, I figured by 6, like, if I still am wide awake at that point, I can, like, give up and be like, all right, well, I'm up now, <laughs> basically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that one's been struggling a lot. And then the other one, believe it or not, is the food journal one. Really? Not because, like, it's hard to do. It's not. You write shit down, right? Like, everyone can do that yeah but just again uh realizing how much fast food i eat and how often it is through this food journal has really like opened up my eyes to like god damn do i not eat healthy at all yeah just to give you an idea i have it pulled up in front of me uh september 2nd was pretty good omelet bacon hash browns for breakfast salad for dinner a little bit of doritos here and there fine 9-3, 9-3, McDonald's, chicken biscuit, hash brown, yogurt, fruit parfait, two bowls of cereal. All right, cereal kind of cancels it out, but we still have McDonald's there. 9-4, four, four boiled eggs, hamburger, pancake, and potatoes for dinner, and then McDonald's again. <laughs> and then 9-5, uh, that was Jack's breakfast that time, chicken biscuit and tater tots. 9-6 today has been not only McDonald's, but like I mentioned earlier, Captain B's. So just already in like the first five or six days has just been like, ugh, and it, and it's not been like, it's been because like we're we're busy and we do a lot of stuff and we're like, oh man, I really don't want to cook anything and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah. But it just just how constant it is and how daily it is has just like really been sort of an eye opener of like, okay, damn, I really need to start eating better. <laughs> so no, that I one get sucked it. for me. Mine's a lot of like microwavable foods, so it's like. Mm-hmm. Every single day so far has been like two quesadillas at least, right? It's like just shit I can put in the microwave real quick. But I'm out of quesadillas, so <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah. 
but then it's gonna start switching to like two burrito like you know it's like fucking shit that you can put in the microwave really quickly and fix um, those have been the two I've struggled with the rest of them walking and running I've loved doing uh, in fact I actually got some running shoes today because I've nice. had slip-ons and like flip-flops for the longest time like I don't need running shoes uh, but now I have some, so nice. like I'll be more more inspired to do that. Uh, showering teeth has been awesome. Like my hair in general just feels a lot better every day when you do it. <laughs> yeah, shower every day. My teeth, uh, even like first day kind of sucked because my gums were bleeding constantly. Um, but like by the time day four has arrived, and with water, it's just been like so much better. Like I get a little bit of blood sometimes just because. Uh, but it has been significantly less, and my teeth already feel better than they do most days. Um, and then the YouTube one, there's a little bit of, there's some cheats involved in the YouTube one. You can put it in Cognito tab, <laughs> or sometimes I'll, I'll do it on mobile, uh, because there's no app on there. Like, I'll do it that way. And then yeah. sometimes I'll do a thing where, like, alright, I'll justify it to myself and be like, I'm not technically watching this. I need noise to go to bed. So I'm going to leave this on and then, but I'm technically not watching it still. So it's fine, yeah. but I need some noise to go to sleep. And so I'll leave it on for a couple hours. That's fair. I, um, got some similar things. Well, like my, my issue with the YouTube thing is I realized how much, because I've been getting back into the content creation side of things a lot. Like I'm really, really fucking busy almost all the time now again. And not just spending a lot of time just laying down being depressed. So it's like a lot of the time that I have YouTube open. Like I have the comments open for this podcast right now. I have, um, you know, uploading shit or the Nintendo Direct, which I needed to watch because I was going to make a video about it. Or like these mm-hmm. things that are a lot more tailored towards content creation. So I really haven't been spending a whole lot of time watching anything on YouTube in general over the past week, which has been kind of cool. But the, uh, yeah. the other ones, like, I'm having I'm having a good time with. What about you? Like, what are the ones that are, you're struggling? Besides... With? Or not at all. The, like, bedtime <laughs> one. I think I'm pretty good. Um, trying to get the motivation to go walking again has been a little, little frustrating, but... Um, I told you like the Pokemon Go thing, like there's a lot of shit going on with that right now. So mm-hmm. it's not been the worst thing in the world. Um, I still got to go walk today, but I'm going to do that after the podcast. Same. Cause then I got a live stream tonight because today is just become really busy. Um, other than that, I think I've been pretty good. Um, okay. yeah, yeah, I think I've been pretty good with everything else. The food journal thing is just like, you know, yeah, it sucks that I'm eating unhealthy. Gotta fix that. But at least now we know, right? But at least I now (laughs) know exactly what I'm eating on a given day. Um, It has forced me to not, like, overeat shit. Because I was telling you, um, one of my biggest issues that I found out recently is, like, I'm depressed, I'm tired, I don't want to do anything, so I'll just go to the kitchen and fix me something to eat. Mm -hmm. Not particularly hungry, but I'll just do that. And um, so I haven't been doing that, which is nice. That's dope. We we had made them pretty lax to the point where like the, none of these are impossible to do. Right. Uh, we made them pretty like even the walking and running thing you can skip a day. Even the meditation one only takes ten minutes. Like 
shower and teeth don't take that long. Food Journal is just writing stuff. Right. Water only might be like the, the heaviest out of all of them because that's like a pretty a pretty big restriction if you're just jumping into it cold turkey. Yeah. Uh, but both me and Zach were already kind of transitioning into that anyway. And so that's it wasn't true. like as big of a deal for either of us. Like the water only might be the easiest one for me. <laughs> and for most people, I feel like water only? What the fuck? Like that's impossible. It really isn't. Like <laughs> uh, I thought I would just hate drinking water and it not having a taste at all. But like. Now that I've done it for the past couple of days, having drinks with taste in them are weird now. So Really? I don't know. Yeah. Flavored stuff is weird in comparison when water, the thing that we get from like the clouds and the rain (laughs) and all that shit, has no taste to it at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. No, that one's been that one's been fine. And we've had a couple of people, uh Jay and other friends try to tackle some of these themselves and it's been it's been really nice seeing the support from everybody patient in particular has been on my ass about a couple of these things and that's been really helpful <laughs> that's good uh but no we, we we've had a really good response from everybody being like yo fucking you want to do it go do it and uh, we have been so I'm, I'm proud of both of us honestly for making it this far the first couple of days are always the hardest me too um, just like even trying it i think is better than not trying you know Actively trying to do better in general is always a good thing to do. We're trying to hit till October 2nd. Mm-hmm. And then after that point, it's like how many of these we'll continue to do. We'll have to see or if we come up with new ones or what the plan is. But for now, like do some I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Me too. I'm enjoying it. It's been dope. I concur. Cool. I think that's everything then for this week. You're weak on YouTube trademark. It only took us 42 minutes this time. Wow. Not an hour? Not an hour. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Crazy. I'm sorry. We'll try it. We'll try it harder next time. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because we have more stuff to talk about than we usually do. <laughs> but yeah, we got through it a lot quicker. Yeah. So I don't know how the, how the fuck that happened. There was no fucking <laughs> telling, honestly. Yeah. But anyways, anyway. let's transition into that big topic, boy. Yeah, versatility on YouTube, or however you want to word. There's a lot of ways you could actually word this. Yeah, I'm thinking of it in my head. For the sure. The main idea being that as a YouTuber, you were not just a video creator, but you put on many different hats, learned many different skills work on many different creative avenues and not only just that if you thought we were talking about just that you're crazy we're also talking about kind of a little bonus topic hidden in there all the different mindsets required yeah to pull off all this sort of shit which is probably the side of it that i'm a little bit more interested in but uh, i want to touch on both for sure yeah so one of my favorite things about youtube is that I can take all these different skills, all these different um, interests, and put them together into one like main project. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's nice with like content creation in 2019 and going forward is that it's not even just on YouTube anymore. You know, like we talked about streaming and podcasts, and I uh, talked about like writing, and we've talked about music. So like, there's all these different projects that we're involved in. 
And as a content creator, as somebody on YouTube, like you kind of have to have all those things to, to succeed. It's and, weird thinking back to like when YouTube first started in 2005 and how many of the things you just listed, like either didn't exist or weren't as easy to do as they are now. Yeah. Or like if you were a YouTuber in 2005, which granted the term YouTuber probably didn't come around to like several years after the fact. True. Uh, and most people didn't even make money on it until several years after that anyway. But you get what I mean, right? If, if your creative focus was just on YouTube and you were, quote, a YouTuber back in 2005, the idea of also streaming and doing a podcast and writing a blog, like, the tools and the software and the availability of a lot of that stuff just wasn't really around. True. Like, you could live stream, technically. I don't know on what. Well, you could, right? <laughs> like, you could do a podcast, but only if you were going to learn about how to produce it and where to distribute it at, like, and pay money for it. You could have a website and you could write blogs, but you're also probably paying for that as well. Whereas now, in the in the wonderful world of 2019, all the stuff that we listed, you can do like for free and easily, and it's recommended and it's like really cool. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's um. It's such a cool time to live as a creator because you can literally do all of this stuff for free or at minimum costs. Mm. And uh, that's really cool. And just how much of it has grown in like the past couple of years too. It's just great. There's still stuff like soon, right? Right. <laughs> On right. the horizon that I'm just like excited about. I'm excited with like multi-streaming. I'm excited with like VR and AR stuff and what that could potentially mean. Uh, a lot of I'm other audio stuff. Audio stuff is another fun one. Like there are constantly new horizons coming up on the all the time. So like by the time you're listening to this, maybe three or five years later, like the ecosystem might have changed again to the point where like, yo, maybe maybe podcasting isn't as big a deal anymore. Maybe it's like something new and on the horizon. Who knows? Like right. I can't I can't predict the future hundred percent, but it's really cool to see where that goes. But like the the basic concept of hey if I just make videos, shouldn't I just focus on making videos? Is like, is understandable. I get where people come from when when they say that, but expecting all your growth, all your creative potential, everything you do, to just be focused on like one skill set, won't get you anywhere fast. Basically, right. you know, it will it will take a lot longer to get to probably where you want to be creatively financially success wise if you just do youtube stuff um which is why all these other options are available and why i recommend people get outside that youtube bubble in the other creative head spaces and learn a lot of those skills in the first place right and i think there's a few reasons behind that like the the first one is definitely comes down to like financial well-being right like you don't want to expect all of your money to come from YouTube because it's very unreliable and demonetization, AdSense problems, copyright, all that stuff exists. So like having another place to make money is always good. But then also I think from a creative creativity standpoint, I become a better speaker in my videos from doing podcasts. And I am able to 
relate more to the audience from doing live streams. And my videos... Go ahead. You're able to write scripts better when you're constantly posting Medium articles, right? Exactly. It all connects. It all connects. It all connects and it becomes... Just makes your content better, I think. I think people worry if they do live streaming and podcasts and stuff like that, like, why am I wasting time with this sort of stuff anyway when I could just be doing videos? And you're absolutely right when you say it. It all connects to each other. Like, you're not wasting time. You're actively growing skills that will help you in videos and make that stuff even better. Mm -hmm. But, like, you're also putting yourself out there more. From a social standpoint, the more things that you're involved in and can get out and provide value to people in more than one specific way, the better you're off. Because think about think about all the people that use the internet and think about how many of them just watch videos or just read articles or mm-hmm. don't have time for either and would rather just listen to a podcast on the way to work, right? Think about all the different people that use the internet and how they interact with content. And realize that if you're only like doing one of those, you're only appealing to a specific type of person, right? right? When you could instead shoot that wide net, do a lot of different things, and get more and more people involved. Um, I just think that's a smarter way of going about it. I think so too. Um, also, it's like when we talk about niche versus variety, because we've done an entire episode on that. We've talked about it a lot. You know, this concept of variety channels are dead on youtube if you're gonna do a youtube channel have it be in a certain niche uh for me personally i've said it before i said i do still prefer variety like i there's so many things that i'm interested in there's so many things i want to talk about it sucks that i can't just have it on this one youtube channel but mm-hmm. when you, when i looked at it more along the lines of wait a second i could still talk about these things I can still make content around these things. Just put it on a different platform or on a different channel or something like that. It becomes more of a strength to have this variety nature than a weakness. And I think that's really cool. And just the, the kind of content that you want to produce and make also depends on what platform you put it on to the point where the idea that you may have had for a YouTube channel turns out works a lot better in a podcast format right and you would have never have known had you not tried it out right like you would have never have gotten to that point different ideas and different content works better in certain context sensitive areas and different social media platforms as well we've talked about that before of like Mm -hmm. the type of content that works on twitter and facebook and all these different places and the same is true for content and all these distribution platforms of how you get your message out there, how you tailor it to a certain thing, and and which of those routes is ultimately going to be the most successful. Um, it's all fascinating stuff. I, I will say, though, like, as as a general rule of thumb, if, like, I, mean, I, I say do a podcast, and I say stream, and I say try all these different things for sure, but, like, don't, don't do it out of obligation, and don't do it out of we told you so. Do it out of like a, a legitimate passion and an idea to create something, right? Because sure. the last thing I'd want you guys to do after listening to this podcast is being like, oh, I better go start a podcast in a Twitch stream. Not because I want to, but because these YouTube men on a podcast told me I should. <laughs> yeah, for And sure. it's like, 
No, no, you should absolutely, but like, don't do it if you're not passionate about it, right? Like, <laughs> you know, if you hate live streams, if you hate podcasts, if you hate writing, don't force it on yourself. The whole idea that we're getting across here is just to at least experiment with that sort of stuff, to try it in the exactly. first place, to see if it would even work and if it would fit your skill sets. And, uh, Frankly, here's another thing. A lot of that sort of stuff is not going to be easy the first time around. It's not easy to do a podcast and talk to yourself when you've never done that before. It's mm-hmm. not easy to write articles when you don't have experience in doing it, right? It's not easy to live stream to nobody if you don't have an audience starting out. Like There are a thousand little technical and creative problems that comes with all these forms of content, and it's not going to be easy at all if you decide to go down that road. Uh, but I think it's at least worth experimenting and trying out. Um, and if you are like good at one of them, and if you are successful in one of them, trying out these other things too, I, I think can just sort of build that portfolio, build that resume, build your creative skill set, so that even if you don't want to do this forever and you're not the creative entrepreneur type, you can go work for somebody who who does appreciate that stuff. Exactly. But yeah, just by like experimenting with all these different types of content, I've been able to, you know, pursue different freelancing gigs just because, yeah, I could edit your video, but I can also edit your podcast, can also turn mm-hmm. your video into an article, like all these different types of, of content. I'm, I'm, you know, again, it comes down to that versatility. Why do you think like platforms like Fiverr exist, right? Mm-hmm. Why is there such a demand for graphic artists on Twitter? Why are people constantly looking for editors is like when it comes down to it, there aren't a whole lot of people in these skill sets that truly know what they're doing. And uh, through being a YouTuber and through making your own content, it's easily the funnest way to learn all that stuff rather than in like a classroom environment or, you know, out of a, out of a obligation to want to make money or whatever. Like if if you learn it for yourself first, like that's going to be the quickest and, and best way to pick up all that stuff so that if you want to work for other people, you can do that too. Yeah, so. for sure. I think that's dope. But let's, um, I want to transition a little bit into the mindset behind this because mm. when you have to be like, have a good on camera presence and write a good script and present your topic in a way that's, entertaining or educational plus you have to like know what you're doing as far as filming it make sure the audio sounds good edit the video publish it market it like there's all these things that you have to do to make the perfect storm Mm -hmm. some people can feel overwhelmed with all of this that's true and that's kind of where the mindset aspect of youtube comes in i have a i have a story goes with that um a little bit of a personal one too Mm -hmm. uh so back in the early days of blue couch productions it was just i turn on my webcam i turn on my microphone obs record right Mm -hmm. the the startup time to recording time was like 30 seconds basically once i got it down and once i knew what i was doing took very little time at all Mm -hmm. come to now (laughs) <laughs> and like I was saying, I was filming a back to the video games yesterday. The amount of setup work that is required to get that show ready to film. I'm not talking like filmed. I'm not talking editing. I'm not talking note taking, all that sort of stuff. I'm talking about the simple act of setting everything up 
to film an episode takes like 10 to 15 minutes. Oh yeah, for sure. By itself, if not more. Because not only do I have to get out the two big lights that shoot that put light on the green screen, the two smaller lights for the sides, then I have to get my tripod out, then I have to get my camera out, and then I have a little HDMI cord that goes all the way to a TV because the little flip-out screen is so small that I can't see it. So I have a TV yeah. to make sure everything is in focus. Then I have to get a stool <laughs> out to sit on it so I can get the right height. Then I'm adjusting focus, right? Then I'm getting the microphone on top of the camera. And just on and on and on and on. By the time like a, an episode of Back to the Video Games is like done and filmed, it's a mess in my room. Because I like have all this B-roll stuff, uh, pieces of furniture to film stuff on green screen stuff, water bottles everywhere. It's hot as hell because I don't have the air on. Uh, All my blinds are down to get more uh, inside light (laughs) in here. And so neighbors probably look in all the time and it's weird as hell. Like all of this to produce at the end of the day, less than a 30 minute video. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time it takes is just like, oh dear God, (laughs) this takes so much time. Uh, but I, but I do it at the end of the day for like the result of a better, a better product, honestly. Right. Um, for sure. I, and I do it out of a passion and out of a desire to, to constantly improve. I never would have gotten to that point of all that filming setup and lights and all that sort of shit. If I didn't first recognize what my videos were good at and what they were bad at. And that desire to improve led to all that equipment and all that set dressing and all that sort of stuff. And that was, that was a hundred percent a mindset thing first and then money and equipment thing later. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it takes a lot of time for you to figure out. It's why people recommend go make your first a hundred videos and then worry about growing, then worry about making your videos better then doing all these different things. Because those first 100 or however many videos you make at the very beginning are going to determine what you need to improve on, what you need to get better on. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know about you, but like a lot of my early videos are not worth watching for multiple reasons. Not just one, multiple. The video quality is bad. The audio quality is bad. I sound like a two-year-old. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like... So many things wrong. And your and your your case is interesting, especially because most YouTubers most YouTubers today need like a hundred videos to get that baseline, that foundation, and then improving off of that. I would argue in your case for Subijian games, it's like a thousand. It takes about a thousand yeah. before I'm like, all right, now the good stuff, right? Like right. imagine <laughs> imagine being told in a business meeting that if you were to invest in me and my content, that it would not get good until after a thousand years (laughs) and six or seven years. Nobody would, nobody would, but like Zach did, right? Zach thought that Zach had the mindset and pushed through all those years and improved things along the way to the point where now like your everyday nerd is fucking awesome. But like we, (laughs) it was a thousand binding of Isaacs, a thousand dream daddies, a thousand Batman Arkham Asylum videos before we ever got to that point. Yeah. Um, and the reason that improvement is there is not equipment. It's not money. It's, it's that mindset and that drive to improve. Yeah. 100%. It was literally like my first 300 videos are bad. Let's play videos with awful audio, uh, awful audio, awful video. And then I improved and I got a capture card and then it was, you know, it's like 
slowly but surely, it took a lot of time, a lot of effort, because I didn't have money to improve equipment. So I had to work up to get that money to improve the equipment. And then at that point, it was just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that all 1,000 of those first videos were awful. I think there's, there's some good shit there. There's a couple of hidden gems. But it's like most of it not worth watching. It took a lot of time for me to get my commentary, my on-camera presence, like even just with it being audio for a lot of those, it took a long time for me to feel comfortable with it. And it really didn't, it really wasn't until 2017, 2018, and some of the stuff I put out this year that I'm actually proud of the shit I've put out. Right. And I, I guess that's the thing with like us specifically, is like people can kind of get the impression that, like, we're pretty new to the YouTube game just based on our subscriber count and, and, and in your case, your new channel, right? Right. In my case, back to the video games and my other side projects like Lions Honor Gaming and Monthly Battle League starting up pretty recently. Yeah. A lot of people would get the impression that we're, we're very much new to this and, like, me and Zach in some form or another have been doing online video for a long time now. Yeah, right? eight years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And the reason that impression of we're still new and young at this is because a lot of that older shit is gone <laughs> or hidden yeah, at the yeah, very yeah. least. And so I think that's what people need to realize is like, man, how did Aiden get this good to, to start out with? And the answer is he didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of garbage that never got past <laughs> the YouTube upload button. <laughs> My actual first 100 videos are either deleted or private. Um, my first video, I mean, we've talked about it before, but like my first video is just like a windows movie maker trailer for a show that I wanted to do. And, uh, (laughs) the show has been canceled since, right? Like it's, there's just so much garbage there and it's because it took so long for me to figure out exactly how I wanted to do things, exactly how. You know, the timing, the pacing, the script writing, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where that's where having the mindset to do that, to push through that, really comes into place. And I feel like for a lot of people, that can sound very disheartening. What? It could take me up to seven or eight years before I really like what I'm doing. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what? It'll take this long before I'm able to get all the stuff to produce something like back to the video games. What? It'll take me this much time before I can finally start live streaming to something remotely good. And it can be disheartening for a lot of people because, like, man, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of hours. And then the bottom line is, is, like, none of this stuff comes free to anybody. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. come free to PewDiePie. It doesn't come free to Philip DeFranco. And it certainly doesn't come free to people like me and Zach. Like, all of this shit takes time and dedication. And what's going to push you through is, again, <laughs> not only that mindset, but that, that passion and willingness to do it. If I if I hated it, I, I would have no reason to spend as much time on all the shit that, I, that I've done. Otherwise, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, from a business right. perspective, it makes no sense to put out 60 midnight vlogs if I hate doing it. Right? It doesn't. I hate it. It doesn't make me money. What's the point? Uh, But I loved it. Right? (laughs) And I still love it. And it still doesn't make me money, but I still love it. And I still love that improvement that I see every day in in videos and such. And for many people, like, it's disheartening. People want to give up 
pretty easily. People think that they're never going to reach to the high points of the heroes that inspired them. And I have a very long way to go myself, but like, I don't know. I like that. I like that drive to get there. I like that journey. I like the process of it. Same. So (laughs) that part's fun to me. And for a lot of people, it isn't. And, you know, that's that's a bigger issue, I think. Right. I say that it wasn't until like 2017, 2018 that I really started making things I was proud of. But like, to be honest, every single video I uploaded for a very long time. I actually, I would say every single video I've uploaded, I had some kind of interest in, right? I enjoyed doing that for some reason. I enjoyed doing that. And I look back on it now and I'm like, a lot of this is garbage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it took a lot of that perseverance and dedication and kind of gradually getting better at what I'm doing to, to get to today where it's like, I'm very confident in some of the shit that I put out now, and that's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. But, you, but like, YouTube and, like, content creation in a nutshell is this constant process of thinking like you have it down, thinking like you understand everything, thinking that you finally got it all together, and then uploading a video, and then realizing... <laughs> every day that better. every day every day for me it's that it's man yeah. this video is so good i spent so much time on it i showed it to zach and jay they love it my audience loves it all these little things is that b-roll out of focus for 1.5 milliseconds <laughs> yikes trash video next project please. <laughs> yeah and obviously i'm way. exaggerating but you get the idea I think that's um, that's one of the uh, it sounds like a negative but honestly I think it's a positive every single project you do and again I'm saying like I'm proud of some of the shit I've put out over the last couple years but even then I know there's shit I can improve with it Mm -hmm. right like I'm really happy with the uh, the Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase or Everyday Nerd that I put out this week but I'm sure there's other things I could have done with it to make it better had I spent a little bit more time on it, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. taking that and putting it into every new project you do, right? Every new piece of content you put out, just internalizing, I can do better and then trying to do better. Right. To eventually the point where it's like, nobody's going to notice what you did better in the next thing. But as long as you're happy with it, like, that's what matters. That's ultimately what matters. Right. And uh, definitely some people move faster than others, I think. I feel like the people who are really successful on YouTube and the people who have made names for themselves are people who are able to do what we just said, but under such a speed and consistency that, like, they fucking killed it. Uh, For sure. If there's any any particular weakness of myself is that, like... I get the process. I get the idea. I can learn it. I can do it. But man, am I slow? Number one. And two, I'm not consistent with it. And that's why people like Scott the Waz fucking grew in such a period of time. Because not only, like you watch his early videos and you can see pixelation. You can see blurriness. You can see issues with the set. Like early, early Scott the Waz. I'm telling you, go back and watch it and compare it to one of the more recent episodes. Night and day. 
a night and day difference in video sure. and audio and scripting and topics and thumbnails and everything. Uh, but he did it in like a year and a half and Aiden did it in like three <laughs> and I'm nowhere near where he's at yet. Um, right. But that, that all, all big YouTubers understand that principle to a certain extent, but they're able to work a lot faster and are a lot more consistent than I am. <laughs> it's, it comes down to like this Gary V quote that I really like and it's macro patience, micro speed. It's a great quote. And it's something that I've like realized for a long time but I'm only just now starting to go back into that. And it's the concept of expect this thing to take 10 years to build, but work really, really fast and really, really hard so that you're not like, so that you're internalizing, like I said, internalizing every single little thing you need to fix, but not really thinking on it too much and moving into the next thing, because that's when you're going to have the most amount of growth and um and experience really yeah i think i think even now there are so many videos me and zach could have put out but to either because of life circumstances creative differences mental issues or whatever mm-hmm. thousands upon thousands of videos for me and zach that could have been made never got put out from all different time periods oh um, for sure they just never got made right it's Mm -hmm. like ah that sucks but like that past is the past you got to keep moving you got to keep putting out shit um like i don't know i don't know like had had everything gone right for blue couch productions would it have only taken a year to get to back to the video games would it only have taken two to get to a point where i like really love the show and i'm producing it like weekly you know like how how much time would it take had things have gone a little bit better in the mindset department first before mm-hmm. I focused on all the, the nitty gritty YouTube shit later, right? Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll never know. But the best I can do now is to is to try and improve that pace a little bit in year three. So. Exactly. That consistency thing, it's really the, it's really the hardest one, I think. Um, because, like with Your Everyday Nerd, I started it in, what, September? October of last year. Um, and I was going to have six videos a day six videos a week and immediately it went off track (laughs) and so like had i had gone with that i would have over 300 something episodes of the show yeah and that's wild to me yeah and so part of the mindset of youtube and this content creation is obviously like the you know the growing the making better stuff the making more stuff but it's that consistency thing, and that's where you got to start tailoring it to your specific needs. Because, like I realized recently, I was like, well, I could go back and do seven episodes of Your Everyday Nerd a week. Every single day we have a new episode. But let's be honest with myself. I'm doing all these other projects. I'm not going to be able to adhere to that schedule. And that means I'm going to have a week, maybe two weeks of everyday episodes. And then I'm going to get off track, and I'm going to go without a week without putting anything out and then we're going to have a week with two episodes and yeah i was doing the calculations i was like okay if that happens i'll probably end up with another 100 episodes this upcoming year um but it'll be inconsistent and the growth of the channel will will go barely anywhere or Mm -hmm. i could plan for three episodes a week make that consistent 
and I'm still going to have about 100 episodes. But I think the growth of the channel is going to do a little bit better that way. Sure, sure. There, There is almost definitely a bit of um, self-awareness at play here, too, mm-hmm. of what you can physically do, how many projects you can tackle, what your skill set is, and what it's best at, and what it's worst at, and how you need to tackle that sort of stuff. Uh, I'm going to be honest, like, it took me a very long time to figure out, like, what my what I was good at and what I wasn't so good at and um, what I could improve on and all that sort of stuff. And I would set up lofty goals and lofty expectations <laughs> about where I could be when it's like those goals and expectations were never honest to myself to begin with. It's like, of course they didn't fucking go anywhere. Right? Like Aiden, why, why did you write this shit down? Cause other people did it. That's why. Cause you yeah. saw other YouTubers and other big people put out a lot of content and think, Hmm, that in, in the perfect world, these goals and expectations <laughs> could totally be met. Aiden doesn't live in a perfect world. Aiden constantly fucks shit up constantly. Like, why Why did I ever expect to be able to hit such a lofty thing? And that comes back to self-awareness. That comes back to knowing what you're good at, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, and, and being able to honestly and accurately schedule, set goals, make the content you want to make, and do it the best you can. Um, and, and that's a very hard thing to tackle. That's something I'm not 100% good on. That's something I see a lot of people struggle with, especially early YouTubers, uh, of coming to figure out themselves in the process and being honest with themselves. Uh, this is a tough thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that I'm constantly doing, constantly trying to reevaluate like where I am um, at, and, and like the bigger picture. Like even last night, I stayed up a couple of hours later just because I was like thinking and I was overthinking things and I'm like man I realized that I feel like I've kind of plateaued in the video editing side of things because I haven't taken the time to learn anything new in like a year <laughs> and so it's like on one hand I'm definitely getting better with pacing and I'm definitely getting better with like storytelling but on the other hand what other cool wacky things could I be doing with videos if I took the time to learn how to do that and so you don't know if you're not putting um, stuff out, <laughs> you know, right. I have no idea. It and all, it's, it all comes back it's together. a struggle, but, uh, yeah. Um, I guess, I guess like part of this mindset is constantly feeling like you're not good enough. Yeah. But I would argue that what's, what's cool about that is that you can constantly improve yourself as well. Um, I feel like a lot of, regular jobs corporate jobs and stuff you get put in this rut of doing the same thing every single day and you you just kind of fill a quota don't really feel like you're you're improving yourself or learning anything new and one of the things i really like about youtube and content creation is that i'm constantly learning something new constantly working to improve myself or i feel that i'm plateauing and need to like push that a little bit more you felt like you fell in the quota. <laughs> right. Like, God damn it, I'm making a fucking quota again. I'm not making art. <laughs> like, right. I'm just putting out shit to put out shit. Exactly. Uh, and there's definitely, <laughs> like, a little bit of that, that creative balance and also, like, work balance stuff where, like, how much work is too much? How much creative energy am I really putting into this? Or is it just designed to get the algorithm happy? Like, 
there's a there's there's a bit of business and stuff that that definitely clashes with a little bit of the creative stuff mm-hmm. um and being smart about that and, and really figuring out how to how to appease both sides of it is another critical aspect to that mindset thing of like yo it would be really fucking cool to like just start out a comic channel out of nowhere but to be honest business wise it is probably an awful decision (laughs) right now in youtube's current landscape uh and there's several niches and several topics and several ideas that like would be totally cool to do um but from a business perspective make absolutely no sense uh so as like much as i would want to tackle this and this and this and this and that there's a bit of a skeptic and a realist in me that's like yeah but video (laughs) games right like yeah but personal stuff yeah but like you know maybe over here <laughs> right and that that's right. not to say don't try these things try them if you honestly want to the passion will carry you a good part of the way but like having a bit of money is also a good thing too <laughs> call it a sellout call it greed call it whatever you want to being able to financially support yourself through your career your creative career is a godsend um, and certain topics and certain ideas will not get you there currently. <laughs> right. Or it, it's a very contradictory thing because honestly, you have no idea. You have right. no idea what's going to happen until you do something. Try it out. So definitely try out anything that piques your interest, but also, you know, try to have a little bit more of a realistic viewpoint on things as much as possible. It's not easy. I think, I mean, we, we continue to say, like, none of this shit is really easy. Um, but I think it can be rewarding on both ends of the of the spectrum, for sure. One of, one of the things that, kind of to build off of that, too, one of the things that me and Zach talk about a lot is we do, we do so many projects, right? So many side projects, so many things, uh, that it becomes hard to really put, in, put into perspective... Which of the which of these things matter, and in what context do they need to be in to succeed and to do well? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it comes easier for certain projects than others. Like another YouTube podcast, I get the goal. I understand that it brings value to people. I know how we can record it, when we can record it, how to keep it growing, all that sort of stuff. It's fun for me. It makes sense business wise. Me and Zach have a ton of fun doing it. It's therapy. And it also, like, makes sense for both of us creatively to work on something like this, I feel. I agree. Um, yeah. Whereas the fucking monthly battle league, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, obviously, it's important to the community. But, like, competitive Pokemon battling that only has a couple of videos once a year and then for the rest of it goes dead for a period of time. One could argue. <laughs> It's not the best, like, strategy to go about things. And I constantly wonder with, like, podcasts and other side projects and shit that I'm involved in. Lions Honor Gaming is a big one that we've already kind of talked about, so I won't get into it too much here. But constantly wondering, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Should I cut these things? Should I go even bigger into these things? Am I not giving enough energy and time to Lions Honor Gaming? Could I be going 100% if it would lead to somewhere quicker? I don't know. Honestly, and I'm constantly having to reevaluate that sort of stuff and best figure out where my time could be spent and where my creative energy especially could be spent. Exactly. Because I understand that like I can't make everything. I can't do any everything in one day. 
how am I best going to help myself like now and in the future as well? <laughs> right. If I could do everything I wanted to do, like you'd be seeing way more shit come out of me like every single day. But the realistic angle of it is that that's just literally impossible. Yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, the creative energy side of things really, that one speaks to me a lot because it's like, I'd love to put out a video on Lions Iron Gaming every single day that I'm in, but like creatively speaking, like I don't have the energy to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like not even close to the energy that's needed for that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating. Whereas like definitely this podcast clicked from day one. Yeah. Right? Sure. <laughs> and it's a side project it very much is um, we don't put it above Blue Catch Productions or Your Everyday Nerd or whatever like it, it gets recorded when we can um, but like the idea of it and the goal of it and what we both wanted to get out of it we're pretty clear and honest from the beginning um, and I feel like it's been one of the the major successes in terms of side projects we're like look at what we fucking made together like this, this is awesome I love yeah. this yeah. So like some but, actionable advice out of all that. Yeah. I would yeah. argue like whenever you're whenever you're like contemplating doing a new project or a new channel or whatever it may be, try your best to kind of conceptualize who it's for, um, how it will help you creatively, how it will help other people, and try to have not necessarily goals, but almost a mission statement for it. Because like you said with another YouTube podcast, we very specifically know who it's for. We know that it helps us as well. And there's a lot that a lot of people can get out of it. Mm -hmm. So the more you can kind of figure those answers out for your own creative projects, the more that you can kind of gear them towards something that you feel inclined to do as much as possible rather than just something that, eh, I could do this today, I guess. And most people, like, don't fall into that. Like, most people just do one YouTube channel, one major series, upload it consistently, and get to where they want to be, right? But, like, even if you just do one channel, like, the idea of what videos you put out, what type of content you make, all that sort of stuff can heed sort of Zach's advice of being, like, is this a good fit for the channel? Is this a good mm -hmm. fit for my audience? Will I have fun making it? Uh, what business sense does it make? All this sort of stuff. Um and like I said earlier, like I'm still very much tackling all the shit I do Same. and being like, okay, does this fit in with what I want to do in 2020? Does this not fit? Like when when a, when a new year starts to come up is when I really get into high gear, being like, yo, all right, let's figure this stuff out. Right, and a lot of it again comes down to self awareness. You may realize that in your life, your position, what you want to do and what you need to do. You only need to do one thing and you can do it really well. Mm -hmm. But then again, maybe you want to go do a thousand things and do them all fairly okay. Like it really just depends on your own personal journey uh, with all of that. I concur. Yeah. I really do. Cool. I don't think I don't have anything else to say on this topic. I'm trying to trying to think if there's anything else I maybe forgot about or didn't bring up. Yeah. But I think we we kind of 
we kind of covered most of it. But basically, it, in our, to summarize a little bit here, it's just that none of this shit comes easy. None mm-hmm. of this shit comes naturally. It's a lot of roadblocks. It's a lot of mm-hmm. contemplating. It's a lot of uh, wondering, like, am I doing the right thing at any moment in time? And most importantly, like me and Zach said earlier, it's that desire to want to improve and to get better with what you do and being passionate about what you do. It's this huge mix of emotions and things, and I'm, I'm not even 100% sure, like, I've got it down myself yet. But I, I, I at least try to improve it and think about how I'm going about things and whether it's healthy or not. And health is a whole another aspect to it. Yeah, for Obviously, sure. don't work yourself to fucking death, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's this big thing, and, and, and it's not really talked about a whole lot of the time. Um, because it's not sexy, it's not interesting, it's not like a fucking catchy YouTube title and a thumbnail, but it's incredibly important to how and why you create videos and create content. Mm-hmm. And as far as the versatility thing, it's just like, try out a bunch of different shit, man. Just see. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's already going to take a lot of different skills to do just a YouTube channel, so you might as well like grow those skills by doing other shit too. Mm-hmm. Don't don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking you can only be one thing online. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people do that early on of being like, I'm going to be a YouTuber and nothing else. Like, you don't know. Fucking <laughs> try. Who knows? You don't know at yeah. all. Uh, but a lot of people want to limit themselves for some reason, even though there are like no rules on this stuff. Like, you can do a podcast tomorrow if you wanted to. There's no reason why you couldn't other than your self-imposed restriction on, on what you should be, right? Like, fucking mm-hmm. don't pigeonhole yourself like that. There's a, there's a big, wide world of content out there and a different ways and paths to success. Uh, and everybody's is different. And you're never going to find your own just by, like, watching a podcast or following your favorite YouTuber or being like, I want to be just like PewDiePie. You got to try <laughs> shit out. You got to fucking, fucking see where that goes and follow it. Um, and we're trying to follow it for sure. Yeah. It's, it's really cool for me to like watch a YouTuber talk about this one thing. And then out of nowhere, they mention one of their other interests and I'm like, Whoa, you're into that too. Like that's dope as hell. Like that's something I'm also really into. Um, it, it's really cool to kind of connect with other creators on that kind of level. And I've, I've started to see it with my own shit. Like, I'll put out a video about, um, I'll put out a video on the personal channel and I'll get a comment from someone who watches every episode of your everyday nerd and listens to the podcast. And they'll say something like, like Ramzan, he was like, yo, I really appreciate you putting out these personal videos about like your career and stuff because it helps me out a little bit more on like what I want to do. I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Or like patient who watches everything that all of us do. Like yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like you never know who in your already existing community is going to connect with you on a deeper level just because you decided something different on a different platform or whatever. Mm-hmm. And experimentation is important for sure. I agree. Uh, it's a cool little thing. And it's, it's definitely a skill to master and to learn. Be versatile, have a good mindset. 
and create ultimately. Right. And, like make shit. <laughs> you know? That's the. Uh, We've talked about like all three of these there. things before, <laughs> but it's nice to have them a little bit in one episode. I think. So. I agree. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it for me. Cool. Well. Before we get into comments, yeah, I know, I know you were gonna you were gonna hop into that shit, but I want to uh, instead take this time before we get into comments to answer a question from a fan, our pal Jay the Zoom Zoom oh, yeah. Jay the Zoomster left us a question that uh, we ultimately weren't gonna do a full episode on because we've already kind of covered it, but it's a good question, and I figured like before we get into comments, let's answer his question for fun. Yeah, why not? Cool. So he says, an interesting thing I've thought about is when is when is too much in terms of editing? Sometimes I get in a rut because there's a lot of stuff I want to do with the video and think I should do to make it good. But honestly, it doesn't need that much pizzazz. Not sure if it could be a whole talk, talking point, though. So there it is. Yeah. Definitely not a whole talking point, but like an interesting point in general. Um, definitely when you're starting out, for sure. Uh, editing is like the least fun aspect so typically you're like putting the video in there you're making sure it looks good you hit render and you go right because there's no expectations there's no like desire to improve this at all you want the video out and you want it out now um but as you continue to like watch stuff and make stuff like eventually editing kind of plays a bigger role into how you make content and ultimately makes better videos in general by editing mm-hmm. and then it's like all right okay what 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 can i do and and more importantly in jay's case like what what should i do here and i think that's interesting i think so too i think the more i get into editing the more i ask this same question like what mm-hmm. should i do in this video and the biggest thing i've kind of learned is like okay i know i can do a really cool transition here or I know I can pop up a little cool thing here that'll be good for the span of like the entire channel. So like I work really hard on like these graphics or these little intros or outros and very specific things that kind of tie the entire show or channel together. And then after that's done, like I can just put it in every video. And so that that really helps add some more pizzazz to the video. But in terms of like individual videos i feel like it i try not to do too much for the sake of it being like oh i can do this like i try not to do that but more along the lines of does this work in this video does this work with the pacing that kind of thing i think the big question you would need to ask yourself to sort of answer this is what is the project and what does it call for Right. right if it's the personal channel it did not much basically right. is the answer like make sure it's functional right like it fucking works yeah. uh add your little bit of music that you do right and mm. then like call it a day the the importance is not the edits and what's on screen but the content and what you're talking about and that's the focus so like that's how much editing you should put into exactly. it exactly whereas your everyday nerd like, obviously, it's a show, right? And a show has a lot of things going on visually. One of my big rules with Back to the Video Games as of recently is sort of figuring out 
how to provide as much visual interest as possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's boring as hell when people do a show and all they do is sit in front of a camera for 30 minutes and nothing else. Yeah. Like, yeah. that bores me to a crawl. Uh, add, spice up some things, guys. Add borders. Add transitions. Do that cool little ass sack thing where, like, the text scrolls at different speeds and they're, they're going at a fucking diagonal angle. Fucking jump cut more. Zoom ins. Add in bits. Add in comedy. And hey, for the love of God, if you're talking about a piece of media, show the piece of media. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. You'd be surprised how many people just talk about this sort of stuff and don't show examples. Or for music, like at least show the album art, right? Like I understand copyright is a big thing, but people don't understand you can get away with a lot if you know what you're doing. Um, Definitely. And so I think that's, that's my big rule with bigger shows and how much editing you need to put into is that sort of rule of visual interest of having something on screen. And I don't mean like fucking spam every second with a flashy animation or an intro. It means pace that stuff out and be sure that not one shot, not one scene goes on for too long and is boring to look at. And we all get better with this over time for sure. But like back to what I said earlier, what does the project call for? What video are you making uh, and ultimately I think that will help you get to the point where like how much you need to edit in. Yeah. I was, um, I was in a call with Roberto and we had like some other people in there and he was trying to help like somebody with their viewer retention. Cause we've talked about it before. Viewer retention is like what percentage of viewers stayed this amount of time in the video. And mm-hmm. you'll notice like for a lot of people, if you go into like your, YouTube analytics and you start looking at that viewer retention, there's a lot of people that kind of just cut off at a certain time. And like some people cut out in the first 30 seconds. Some people cut out in the first couple minutes. Um, and it's been very interesting for me to look back on my, my individual analytics and see why did people cut off at this particular time going back and looking, maybe it was because I was in the same frame for for two minutes, not really doing a whole lot of visually interesting things. I don't know. But um, Roberto was mentioning Mr. Beast's channel. And it's like, he does so many jump cuts in just like the first 30 seconds. And it can be a little obnoxious to watch, but it obviously gets people's attention. Right. People don't like have infinite time, Mm. you know? Like, imagine the stuff you watch and how much expectations you have for the stuff you watch. Imagine if your favorite TV show for just one episode just decided to sit in front of the camera for 30 minutes. That'd be wild. You would be pissed. You'd be pissed as hell. Yeah. Right? But, like, some people, even people who know better, who know that they could be doing more, and who have the ability to, even, simply choose not to, and then just wonder why, like, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, you have to have some form of visual interest. Another thing that, that helps a lot too is, is pacing stuff, mm-hmm. obviously. Of knowing when to make a point, how long that point should be, and when to get off of it, right? What's your big point of the video? What's the smaller points of the video? That sort of stuff. But that's just more like getting into producing a big show and not necessarily what Jay's asking for here. Right. Uh, ultimately, it, it comes down to what you're making in the, in the, in the project, I'd say. For you specifically pilot season and like 
big top tens or videos like your Breath of the Wild video, put in put in an amount of time that will make you satisfied with the video, right? Like, you know, that's the type of shit people really come for and really like on your channel. Like, put in work to correspond to that. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, episode three of Titan's recap probably doesn't need much. <laughs> I'm gonna be mm -hmm. honest. <laughs> like, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Um... And then this also kind of ties into time management too and how you spend your time and, and where that energy goes to. But that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But that's what I would say, I guess. For sure. Cool. Are we ready to get in the comments? I think for real, for real, we're ready for some comments. Okay. I kind of include that as a comment. Action. It was a DM, yeah. but like it's pretty close. It's the same thing. It's basically, and it's something I kind of wanted to talk about too. So same. It's interesting. I agree. So, uh, we have two episodes of comments. Um, you would think, well, that's not a whole lot, because usually we don't get a whole lot in there. But then, of course, we have the patient Bible, you know, for episode 38. <laughs> uh, and then two smaller comments on episode 39. Okay. So, do we want to split up the patient comment, or how do we want to do that? You read the, the first one, and All right. when I get over there, I'll, I'll do another one. I'll read the 38 and 39. Yeah. So 38 is the one with the big ass comment. So 39 has two quick comments and one's from Cal Fro. It says I'm anti-white. And I was thinking, what is this even referring to? And then I remembered we talked about bit shoot. Oh, really? And I think that's yeah, what it's referring to. So there's that. And then uh patient said question of the day. I am incredibly depressed. I'm also apathetic towards living. Does that count as a hobby? Hmm. And I'm like, I, I, I can't even remember. We were, we were going to talk about apathy and stuff because we had Jay on the show. Unfortunately, we lost that part of the footage. So we didn't put that out in, in the episode anymore. But uh, yeah, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I guess not, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> I, I wouldn't count that as a, as a hobby. Um, if so, <laughs> I need like to an make a channel surrounding it because I also sometimes am apathetic towards living. Fair but, enough. Um, <laughs> she recently said that she was getting some uh, some epic, um, what's it called, therapy. Ooh, okay. So that's kind of hype. We out here. Yeah. I'm hoping to get some of that out. shit sometimes too. Sounds hype. That'd be dope. But yeah, thank you for the comments on that episode. Uh, <laughs> That was a weird one. That was a really weird one. It was a weird episode in general. Like, yeah, I'm glad people liked it, but like, it clearly wasn't what it was supposed to be either. <laughs> yeah. So, it was weird. Um. Anyway, the comment on episode thirty-eight <laughs> about editing. Uh, I might need to edit this comment if you know what I'm saying. It's a little Honestly, long. <laughs> the pacing on this comment is just like I could chop up a few things. Jeez. Not <laughs> put it. Written by, of course, patient. A Bible as always. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, she starts by saying, sorry, Aiden, but Zach would absolutely deck you in a fist fight. Even with the gun, you'd lose. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Is this like an AR-15? Is this a pistol? <laughs> what type of gun am I holding in my hand, right? Because like, if it's something complicated, like a shotgun where I don't know how to load it right away, yeah, probably Zach's winning. If it's like a little thing where I just press the trigger and it's over... I feel like I'd give the advantage to myself in that case. It depends. It depends on where you <laughs> shoot me at. Right. Because yeah. 
I'm stubborn and I have a lot of determination, so uh-huh. I'd still be I, fighting I, even if I got shot. I'm historically a bad aim in, in games like Fortnite and such, so I feel like you'd have a bit of an advantage in being able to kind of like matrix dodge some bullets here. Right. So there's that. Well, maybe that's a um, game theory episode right there for sure. Game theory. <laughs> It's an impossible question, and it needs more analysis, so we'll have to get back to you on that. Definitely. Uh, (laughs) Next up, she says, Just going to touch on the equipment thing brought up during the week on YouTube section. I am a perfect example of not needing a ton of expensive equipment to make videos. I use a laptop I've had since 2012 in video editing software. I got for 25 euros on Humble Bundle. Is it euros or is it is it pounds? Yeah. I always forget. Sure, it is. It's one. Whatever. One it's fish and chips currency. <laughs> I sit on my bed with a small wooden foldable table that we got from my sister when she dislocated her knee the second time. Admittedly, I do have Photoshop for thumbnails, but I had that prior to even considering making videos and switched to get my footage. But I've had that since 2017. I wouldn't say these two count since I didn't get them with the intention of working on content, but I still make shit. Sure, I could buy a capture card and a better PC, maybe even better editing software to up the quality. What I have now is fine. This hasn't been a financial investment for me, and I'm not pressured into getting my money's worth out of what I use. Making content isn't supposed to be an investment from the get-go. Now we just need to ignore the fact that it takes me almost an hour and a half to upload a one-minute video. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Right? Absolutely like, agree. Absolutely. Listening back to that episode and the situation that we were talking about, and then figuring out a little bit more about that situation later, uh, I, I 100% even more <laughs> like am down yeah. with the sentiment of please, please, please <laughs> do not fucking blow money on this right away. Or even even a year or two in, I think, is a safe bet. Until you're like, I for agree. sure. And you can at least make money, right? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I started YouTube because I wanted to, not to make money. And. It wasn't until I got serious about it that I started spending money on this. Right. But even then, it's like a lot of the money I've made back has been from editing other people's stuff. So it's like, you know, really, really think about that kind of thing before you start spending money on it. And I love this uh, example she brings up of like already having a uh, switch in Photoshop before she ever like did content creation stuff. I think a lot of people don't realize just how much stuff they have in their house currently that like could be used for a YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, and instead of using that stuff, we'll go out and buy shit, right? Like, you fucking have all this cool stuff here, and you're telling me you need to go buy more stuff? Like, I, I mean, I get it. I get it, right? Like, if you're a gaming channel, yeah. capture card's a good idea. But you have a PC, and you have OBS. Like, why not make some magic happen with that first? Or, or like a fashion channel, right? If a girl loves buying clothes and she has a lot of clothes and she starts a fashion YouTube channel, why not just go through some of the stuff in her closet first before going out and buying all the like expensive dresses and stuff? Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, like people have hobbies <laughs> and have a lot of cool stuff that would make for awesome YouTube content, but they don't showcase that off in, in, a, in an attempt to, I don't know, look more professional, I guess, right. or, or wanting to spend money on stuff before they get started is like... I have, I have retro games because I like playing them, not because of YouTube. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of free content there that I could have started out with. Um, and, I, and I did for a couple of videos off that. 
But no, people want to go spend money first. Like, use what you have, guys. Like, you have an iPhone. You have fucking, like, all this cool stuff. You have outside lights. Like, make the most of what you have. I agree. So, I like that one. Uh, Next up, she says, The best bit about me watching the 10-hour supercut, the Your Everyday Nerd 10-hour supercut to be specific, was that the audio completely fucking desynced about two hours in. So I wasn't watching it. I was listening to it. <laughs> she was the only one with this issue, too. That was the really funny thing about it. I, I haven't watched it, so I can't confirm or deny if the it's, desync is real. It's still uploading. <laughs> like, if you want to check it out. Okay, I might have to. It's, 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 it's sink, there. Sync gate, if you will. Sync gate, yeah. I don't know. Everybody else listening to the podcast, let me know. Do you get the audio desync in the 10-hour supercut of your everyday nerd? <laughs> Please check it out so I can run this experiment. But only do it if you've seen all ten hours, right? You can't pussy out. All it only ten gets hours. To the two hour mark. You, you fall asleep during it. You got to rewind and get back. Yeah. This what a great a idea. This is just a ploy to get a lot of watch time. I mean, it works. So. Yeah, uh, it seemed to work. Yeah. All right, so now we get into Patient's video editing process. She says, so going off of this, my video editing process is wildly different to both of yours. That's probably due to how different our content is. You both make longer, more detailed videos with a lot more clips and footage and music, etc. I make quick montages with a lot of fast cuts and timing. I go into mine with little planning. I get my clips, go through them, and rename each file so I know what is in the clip and the specific moments I'm looking for. Usually it doesn't take me too long. Then I just think and visualize a rough idea of where I want the video to go. And based on that, I then go nab whatever music track I'm going to use. Take example. Take example for my video for Ganon. What kind of sentence is that, patient? <laughs> take example for my video for Ganon. Okay. Uh, I knew I wanted to go a bit more serious and aggressive with it, so I went with music from Doom 2016. It was a bop. I, that song's a bop. I don't know what it's called, but uh, I might have to go listen to that soundtrack now. Uh, it's a good soundtrack. Before... Before I even hit the editing floor. From there, it's hard to explain, question mark. I decide on my opening clip and work from there with the music. I find the moments in the track where I want certain gameplay moments to sync with it. Note them doing using the little flag thing in Vegas and do those first. Usually I have to go over them multiple times, rewatching and listening to try and make sure it's synced as best as I can manage. Like, that shit hard. <laughs> Once I have all the important moments synced, it's then about filling the gaps between each sync. That's probably the easiest part since it's mostly going through clips and rewatching to make sure it flows. Since my upload speed really limits how much I can actually upload, I limit my videos to around one minute, though hopefully I'm going to push that with the next one. Because they're so short, it usually takes me anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half of editing. Unfortunately, even though that process doesn't sound too long, it's only half the story. It usually takes me days, sometimes even multiple weeks, to actually get enough footage that's usable Luckily, getting the footage is the most fun part for me since it just involves me playing Smash with friends, lol. This process works for me and I've gotten some good results so far. That was fun. I liked reading that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's a really cool story. I like how, how that shit is made. How the sausage is made, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. It, it's cool. For those that don't know, Patient does little Smash Bro montages. And that's what she's good. talking about. And I agree. Yeah, they are pretty good. It's not the type of content I make at all, and it's probably like a totally different ball game uh, mm. from what I'm used to. But I would love to like kind of experiment with like shorter, like real short videos of like a minute or so, and just see how much I can get across in such a limited amount of time. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. 
But no, like I have my own creative limits too. Like I purposely make back to the video games less than 30 minutes long out of a, a pacing concern <laughs> for sure. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand the issues with that. Uh, next up, she writes, thumbnails are really easy for me because of the camera feature in Smash. All I really need to do is get a good photo, which isn't hard. Put it into Photoshop, add some basic text, and it's done. Also, a big shout out to Aiden for showing me the basics rapid fire on a Discord screen share. I don't know why, but I find it hard to find Vegas Pro 15 basic guides that weren't complete ass. <laughs> yeah, so she had asked me uh, how to do a couple of things, uh, including render settings, and I just kind of showed her very quickly using some basic footage in Vegas and Discord screen share, like how to do basic cuts, how to put flags, some render settings, stuff like that, zoom-ins, all that sort of fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, she appreciated it, so, <laughs> you know. That's cool. Uh, the worst thing I've experienced so far is finishing a video, rendering it for two hours, and then realizing, oh shit, I accidentally left excess footage in the timeline after the actual end of the video, and it's yeah. extended for much longer than it should be. That fucking sucks so much. If I didn't watch it back, I wouldn't have ever caught it. Gotta watch stuff back, man. Gotta fucking... I mean, I've done it before. I've done uh, it I, so I, like, many get times. an idea. Halfway through the render, I'm like, oh, you know it'd be better? Stop the render. It's at 50%. I'm gonna do one little thing and then render it again. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. But, like, makes the video better. So, hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> final section. I'll just read the rest of it in one go. Feel free to skip this bit since it's just clarification from my comment in the last episode. Follow up on my comment from this, specifically talking about how providing air evidence is imperative to dealing with callouts. James Charles is an insane example of someone coming out with the receipts and completely turning the narrative around. That man, as hemorrhaging, I think is how you say that, subs, yeah. like 3 million, until he dropped a second video on his drama providing evidence and calmly debunking every single point brought up against him to the point where they just can't be argued. Evidence is enough to turn a narrative completely on its head, and these weren't petty claims. Man was being accused of sexual assault, which is a claim very few people can come back from. It can be done. You just need the receipts. <laughs> I have to say it in a pro-Jared way. Oh, to, really, to really get the line. I love how he says it. He just says, I have <laughs> the receipts. And he does this little look at the camera when he does it. And it's, uh, just like, it's almost it's like, shit. where's the zoom in <laughs> in the Seinfeld music, right? <laughs> yeah. That would make a great TikTok. And if someone hadn't made that already, that would be fucking brilliant. Uh, she follows up. She says, question of the day. I'm experienced enough, I guess. I know enough to get by with what I do. Make sure to check out my channel, by the way, by clicking on my name. Hee <laughs> hee. Topics. I guess you could both pick out some of your first videos on your current channels and new videos on the same channel and see how every aspect has changed, evolved, or maybe even devolves. And that was the comment. Yeah. Look at it go. Uh, <laughs> so a couple of things here. Number one, go check out Patience Channel. Uh, if you haven't seen these Smash montages, you really should. I'd recommend agree, the agree. Ganondorf one a lot. It's a, it's a solid one. Uh, secondly, for your topic, we already kind of did something like this. Uh, I'm not sure what episode it is specifically, but we have covered a similar idea before. And yeah, we talked about like a bunch of our videos that we were pretty proud of or that we learned lessons from. Mm -hmm. episode 37 what we learned from making videos it's a good one it was the last was episode fun. before the hiatus six five yeah. months six month hiatus so in that while i can see why why you'd forget it uh and then the final thing about the james charles thing i never really followed that to be fair so i'm not sure but all i could think about during her comment was that twitter picture you know the one 
<laughs> and uh, it kind of distracted me from any point she was making there. <laughs> yeah, um, the James Charles thing was something we probably could have talked on the podcast, but we weren't making any episodes at the time. Um, sure. There's the pro Jared situation as well. But I'm going to be honest, I don't want to talk about either of them. I don't feel me, like me neither. we can bring anything new to the table. We've already kind of talked about cancel culture and the negatives and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm done talking about it. I guess I guess I will say that me and Zach have talked about it a good bit off camera. And uh, it's 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 wild what the internet is like and and, and mistakes and, and how you deal with them, I guess. Through the yeah. James Charles thing and the pro Jared thing, I, I kind of picked up a lot about like what mistakes are big enough to get rid of you, which ones aren't, how do you respond to them, what do you decide to include even something as simple as your body language and your posture during a video and how you talk during an apology video is like a huge thing, right? Like it's this weird complicated art of like the perfect apology video. And I don't think anyone has quite mastered it yet. No, they haven't. No. Cause all of them seem really weird or flawed or disingenuous or why did you bring this up? Why did you not bring this up? It's this big thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't think anyone has like perfectly figured it out yet, I'd say. Because I think at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to negative bias. And so if you don't like the person to start off with, or if you don't like the person because of some stuff you heard about, like you're going to bring that negative bias into their apology video or whatever kind of video some of these people make after a big situation, right? And all you're going to be thinking about, well, this dude doesn't seem disingenuous, but maybe he is genuine. Like, we don't know. Right. You know, this dude doesn't seem like he's bringing the right facts, but maybe they are facts. You know, there's a lot of this kind of, again, having that negative bias towards somebody definitely affects how you're going to feel about that person after the situation, regardless of what really happened. So, and I think also, like, another, yeah. another big thing is like time and virality mm-hmm. when when these topics are hot and are interesting everybody's all ears mm-hmm. but like typically most people don't stick around for the other side of the story and even less people stick around once it's not a popular twitter thing anymore yeah um so after a certain point i find many people including myself just kind of stop caring after a while for sure and so it can be really important no matter what side of it you're on to like kind of get it out relatively quickly before people give up on you. Right. (laughs) Like at a certain point, at a certain point, it's kind of like over and dead in the water and it shouldn't be that way. Absolutely. But that's like how messed up Twitter and the YouTube algorithm are for like getting your side of the story and proving people wrong. If it's not done within the YouTube algorithm system is like not important anymore and people will straight up not listen to you or only believe the first take that they heard like the first person to show up the first impressions play a huge role in how people sort of uh digest all this whoever makes the first accusation whoever makes the first video whoever makes it a popular topic to begin with all this sort of stuff right yeah that's that's just kind of like the sad thing for me because it's like i don't like shitting on people just to shit on people Um, I, you know, I, there's, there's like certain types of people that I think they deserve the backlash and they deserve the punishment and whatever it is. 
but it's like at the end of the day a lot of people just make like a little stupid mistake and I wish that they could just kind of grow from it and move on but mm-hmm. the internet doesn't like that they like dragging people and it's kind of yeah. sad I, I I definitely think like one of the one of the growing pains we're going to see in the next couple of years is is sort of the ability to forgive, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, we are certainly not there on the internet and social media and YouTube as a whole. And granted, some things are not worth forgiving, obviously. But like, use common sense for a lot of this sort of stuff. Right. And you'll be fine. So, I don't know. But that's it. Thank you for the comment, patient, as always. Heck Appreciate yeah. it. I loved hearing your process of editing and stuff. And, uh, I'm interested to hear what your comment is on episode 40 and this one as well. Me too. Whenever you get around to writing that. Uh, Thank you to everybody who wrote shit in general. Also, you can write your own comments (gasps) on YouTube, on the other podcast platforms, or on the new official email. Zach, what is it? Anotherytpodcast at gmail.com. That is anotherytpodcast at gmail.com. One more time. (laughs) Anotherytpodcast at gmail.com. Call in now. Call in now. We're running a special on Aiden's feet picks. Aiden feet picks. If you call, if you're if you're one of the first 400 callers, you get access to the free miso book and a picture of my feet. (laughs) That's a deal no one would want to miss out. No one. No one. No one. And you can get it. Uh, Also, again, another thank you to our sponsor, Awesome Creator Academy. Go check out that stuff in the description below and support our podcast at anchor.fm slash another YouTube podcast. Heck yeah, boy. Uh, support us however you want. It'll really help get the episodes back, but uh, we're back, baby. We're consistent again. We're making episodes, and uh, I'm excited. Me I'm excited. too. I hope, I hope to hit episode 50 by the end of the year. That I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a hope. Me too. But, like, we'll see. We'll see. Should be cool. But, uh, yeah. And, and we're always looking for new topics. Oh, yeah, yeah. So new topics are going to be epic. Please, for the love of God, new topic. We we want to start doing interview stuff eventually. Yeah. I promise you that is like the future of the podcast. But until then, like topics, topics help people <laughs> go around. Yeah. Yeah. So, and stuff that we haven't already covered too. Like be sure to look at the channel page <laughs> yeah. or the anchor page to like check if we haven't already covered it in some form or fashion before. Definitely. But anyways, I've been Zach. And I've been Aiden. And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Bruh. Bye. <laughs> you gotta bruh it out. Bruh. bruh.